Hello, everybody. We are in our last uh, episode of the first season, apparently. I just decided it's the first season. I think we were here for um, 39 times. And uh, next time will be on September 4th, on Sunday, September 4th. So um, I welcome all of you who made it to Zoom. And um, I welcome all of you who made it to uh, uh, the live. What we'll do today is a 45 minutes attempt to understand what is happening this uh, next week, of course, like we always do. But we're also going to extend it into August. Now, I'm going to send you the recording. Uh, of course, if you guys on live want to uh, get a hold of it, you just have to go to my website. If you go to my link on uh, Instagram, uh, you can get to my website. It also gives you the list of all of my events that are going to be coming in the next few months that include Western Europe, Eastern Europe, Western Asia, as well as Eastern United States. I think I covered most of the uh, areas that I'm going to be at. And uh, there you can just uh, get the uh, recording. But regardless, uh, if you guys are on my email list, I'm going to send you today a very detailed explanation of what's happening in August, like I do every month, but also the recording of our conversation. Uh, or maybe it's more my monologue than conversation. But yeah, it's a conversation with the stars, uh, with the true celebrities. So we're going to uh, kick off with what is happening next week. Then we're going to look a little bit into next month. Again, I'm going to send you, it's already on my website, Cosmic Navigator, under Learn. You're going to scroll down. You'll see that's a blog that I just wrote, and you can actually access it already with all the dates that are extremely important in August. August is a great month overall. It is the month before we get into the shadow of Mercury retrograde, into the Mercury retrograde that you know that's happening from September 9th to October 3rd. And after that, we immediately move into the uh, eclipses seasons. So definitely uh, we're going to have eclipses season. Immediately after the eclipses season, we're going to have the Mars retrograde until January 14 of next year. So that's going to be happening to us. And by the way, I'm kind of uh, in the middle slash almost done with uh, a, at least the first draft of my 2023 book. And I actually am in need of an editor, obviously. If some of you guys read the stuff that I write, even after many editors, it still need editing. So if there are any Virgo inclined people around you, just um, let me know. You can email me or you can message me and um, maybe we could work together on the 2023 book. So let's start right away with uh, sharing the screen of um, the chart to see what is uh, going to or what is upon us basically in the next week. So first of all, just in general, now we're at July 24. The biggest thing that's happening next week to prepare for is definitely the new moon in uh, Leo. And today, yesterday was actually the first day of Leo. We just did a class on Leo yesterday. And I'm hopeful once I'm done with the Virgo class, by the way, the Virgo class is going to be September 2nd. I posted it just now on the chat so you can look it up. Or if you're on Instagram, just go to my event link that is on the bio. We're going to have a complete year that I've been doing this once a month. And I'm going to have all of these available in the store. So... 
Uh, the biggest thing, yesterday we started with Leo and it's quite an interesting sign. We tried to explain why Leo was given uh, the leadership over the Zodiac and why Leo is the ruler of love and spirituality and happiness and the inner child. And it's very important to recognize the fact that Leo is the sign of spirituality. It's the sign of happiness. It's the sign of creativity. It's the sign of the child. And it's a sign of partying and enjoying life. So anybody who tells you that to be spiritual, you have to be monkish or or beat yourself up like, um, you know, the monks you to be in some places in the world and scream, me culpa, me culpa, it's my fault, my fault, or feel like you're a warm. That's completely not spirituality. That's something else. It's called SNM, totally fine, but it's nothing to do with spirituality. Spirituality, at least according to the Zodiac and the ancient wisdom, that even Nietzsche, we talked about him yesterday, agrees with that. He literally give the passage of the spirit of the human from camel into the lion and eventually into the child. And he says specifically the Leo is I will, which is the key word for Leo. But the Leo needs to shed his Leoness and the enslavement to his own will in order to become the golden child. So we are now in the month of the golden child, the month of spirituality. Spirituality comes from the heart and it is also the sign of happiness and creativity. So definitely, if you want to be spiritual or while you're spiritual, you need to connect to happiness. Party does not necessarily mean drugs or alcohol. Again, that's a leak from the sign of Pisces. Nothing to do with Leo. Uh, but Leo does have to do a lot with creativity. So to be really spiritual, you need to be creative. Or to be creative, you are actually spiritual because ultimately we are trying to mimic God and God is the ultimate creator, right? So there, there you have it. So anyway, we're now in the realm of Leo. All of us are little lions and lionesses, and we're going to be like that for 30 days. It is a blessed month. Around uh, June, uh, July 29, we'll talk about it in a second, uh, we're going to have the, full, the new moon in Leo. So right now we are uh, reducing light. We're kind of editing. We're cutting away from things. But from next, um, what is it, Friday, Thursday, Friday, depends where you are in the world, we're going to have the new beginning in Leo, a new energy that lifts us up, that again has to do with spirituality, with creativity. It's one of the best times to start something new with your creation. On the same day of the new moon, Jupiter is going to be stationary for two days, 28 and 29. When Jupiter is stationary, it's not the best time to start big projects. So maybe you can start um, after the 30th. It's always good, like we always talked about here, a day after the new moon to start something new, not to start right on the new moon when you look up in the sky and there is nothing. So it's better when you actually can see the moon and you can ride the wave. It's almost as if when you surf, you don't surf when there is no waves, but you start pedaling as the wave is coming. Same thing uh, with astrology. And you get on top of the um, surfboard a day after the new moon, a moment after the wave hit you. So um, what we have at least uh, today we have Minerva touching the moon, which is, again, very, very positive. It's a good thing overall. Um, and the moon tomorrow and Monday is moving into Gemini. It's going to be in Gemini. Sorry, it's going to be there. Uh, it's already there today. So the communication is supposed to flow better tomorrow as well. It's actually a very good day tomorrow and the day after for business, especially anything to do with sales, especially anything to do with art, creativity, the sale of art, the artistic expression of creativity. And the other thing that's happening that's, that's getting stronger and stronger is the Mars conjunction to Uranus. Now, remember we talked about it. Uranus has been on top of uh, uh, the North Node last time in Taurus. Last time it happened was 1855. It's kind of a long time ago. And 
at that time, we had a lot of discoveries happening. Uh, I think it was also the last time, or, or where, that's when it became more probable the, the drawing of fossil fuels out of the earth. Um, but what's happening this time is something's happening with science. Maybe we're not completely aware of what is happening. Maybe it will be clear in a few years or a few months. But something that's happening around now could really help us, scientifically speaking. Also, there is some kind of collaboration between either uh, communities or people, especially around the idea of science. I think it does relate for the that's related for the first uh, shots that we got from the telescope of NASA that we talked about it last week. But still, anything to do with innovation, science, even in your personal life, is very much blessed in the next um, few days. You can literally see Uranus 18 degrees uh, Taurus, the North Node 18 degrees Taurus. Let's see what is the actual Sabian symbol of that. Uh, a new continent rises out of the ocean. Hmm. Uh, it's a new Atlantis. Maybe it's kind of knowledge from Atlantis or wisdom from Atlantis is coming up. Again, don't forget Uranus is the planet that relates to science and technology, also communities, nonprofit, philanthropic work, but also everything to do with technology and innovation. I think it's really fascinating because lately I've been uh, really exploring that, that the 11th house, which is the house of uh, uh, Aquarius, ruled by Aquarius, which is the house that is related to communities and people. We talked about it. It's also connected to Aquarius, of course, the 11th sign, and to Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius. We're moving towards the age of Aquarius, the age of science, technology, innovation. Innovation, but it's also the sign of aliens. So it's kind of interesting. It's the sign of humanity because it's it's ruled by a human. It's actually the shape of a human in the uh, four creatures in Kabbalah. Or if you look at uh, uh, the vision of Ezekiel, uh, Aquarius is related to the angel, the humanoid. You know, Pluto, um, Taurus is of course the bull. Leo is the lion. Uh, the eagle is Scorpio. But the person, the human, is Aquarius. That's why Aquarius is associated with humanity and fraternity and, and uh, uh, altruism, but it's also the sign of technology and innovation. So it's kind of interesting because your digital friends are also ruled by Aquarius. So Aquarius rules our digits, our, our cybers in the future, technology, robots, and humans, and aliens. We're all one big happy family, the artificial intelligence, the intelligence, and the extraterrestrial intelligence. Basically, it's a message that Aquarius says, you know what, it's not only the fraternity of humanity, it's everything in the universe is part of that one. Let's give a big hug to Aquarius that just engulfs everybody. Anyway, Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, once every 84, once in a many long time, uh, once in about 20 or so years, it comes across the uh, North Node. The North Node goes over him. But uh, to come together in Taurus was last time 1855. And it is a time where we're changing the way we look at uh, economy, the way we look at uh, um, currencies. I'm not sure that uh, cryptocurrency is the future of us. I think there might be something different lurking because cryptocurrencies, at least now, crypto mining is a disaster for the economy and sorry, for the ecology. So we're um, seeing that there is a backslash to it. Um, that's not the best. So Taurus is mother nature. I'm not sure it's going to be that. I think it's going to be something different. But who knows? Let's see. Maybe it will be something that we haven't imagined yet. Or maybe it's now being in the work. And in a few years, we'll recognize that 2022 is when it actually started. But Uranus is going to be in Taurus until 2026. So we still have to, time to invent things. Anyway, back to Monday. Uh, Monday, we have the moon in Gemini. Very good energy to communication, marketing, sales. It sends beautiful energy to Mercury. So it is a time where a lot of things can actually happen. Uh, again, a, 
it's if you're really traditional in astrology, you want to do as much as you can before the new moon in Taurus, which gives us uh, what uh, five six days. Because in uh, when Merc when Vir sorry when um, uh, Jupiter is going to be stationary for two days, it's a little bit stuck. So projects can be stuck. Now you know Jupiter is going to be retrograde for. Uh, basically four and a half months and it's every year so you can't really stop your life for mercury retrograde for venus retrograde for jupiter retrograde and saturn retrograde and then pluto retrogrades the whole you know you might as well just go back to your grave but the thing is that jupiter retrograde can hold back some of the promises of your projects and then release them when he goes direct so it's not necessarily that he's holding on to things. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It just means that you have to be a little bit more aware that certain projects might take a little bit more time. Or if you're looking for investments or release of funds, it again might take a little bit more time. But because Jupiter is in Aries and the sun is going to be in Leo, at least for now, it is actually compatible with what's going on. I mean, it's going to be helping you overall. So Tuesday, which is... Um, July 26, we have the moon moving into Cancer, where she loves to be. Venus in Cancer is the two of cups in the tarot card. It's literally called love, and it's sitting on top of your moon. The only problem with Venus uh, on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday is that she sits on top of the black moon. And the black moon is always how people misunderstand you. Um, people don't see the light in you. You don't see the light in yourself. Again, it's the goddess of strife, in a sense. It's not the easiest energy when Venus sits on top of the black moon especially when the moon is on top of the black moon so the black moon in cancer definitely gets extra credits extra power and because it's very much squaring jupiter you might be overcritical about yourself or about people around you family members might be a little bit too uh, difficult to handle so we have to wait until the moon at least passes through the black moon on wednesday but on wednesday is the peak of that um, energy that can be a little bit more difficult so again just try to be a little bit more careful around then uh, around that time Again, especially in relationships, relationships with family members, mother figures, women bosses, uh, even co-workers. If you're a woman with another woman can be a little bit more difficult. So just to be a little bit more careful around that time. But on Wednesday, the moon is sending beautiful energy to Neptune and a beautiful energy to the North Node and the South Node. And that creates some release of positive karma, some knowledge from past lives. Then we have on uh, the 28 and 29, depends where you are, the new moon in um, Leo. And as you can see from the chart, Jupiter is having that little S there, and the S means stationary. It's a little bit stuck. So again, 28 and 29, try to be a little bit more relaxed with your projects. In general, what I always tell people is that whatever happens when your yeah, Jupiter is, is in stationary, because Jupiter is a good planet and he loves to be in Aries, it can get stuck. So if you want something to remain with you for a long time, it's not a bad thing. Uh, if, you don't, if you want things to move, it's not a good thing. So you always have to recognize that we talked about it, uh, that something good is automatically something bad. Wait, we didn't talk about it. Actually, I talked about it in the class I did here in Istanbul. When uh, we actually, I, I just had a thought about it um, that, you know how they say the golden age uh, of Spain, you know, you go to Cordoba, you go to uh, Toledo, you go to many places in Spain and you see these amazing buildings, they're like sci-fi, it's like, where did they get the money from and all the gold and everything and the jewelry, it's so beautiful and we call it the golden age of Spain or 1453 for a hundred years, the golden age of the Ottoman Empire. 
The golden age basically means that if it was golden age for Spain, it was a lead age, a terrible age for somebody else, probably the Mayan or the Aztecs or people in, in the Americas, you know. And if it was a golden age for the Ottoman Empire, it probably means that the people in Bulgaria and Greece and other places that they conquered had a terrible time. So it always is like that also with astrology. When something is really good in one place, it's probably really bad in another thing. Uh, if uh, the new moon in Leo is really good for one thing, it could be really bad for another thing. But if something is really bad in one thing, it's actually really good for another thing. So it's always learning how to not look at the um, uh, half a full cup is just recognizing this is a cup and it's half it's good because if it will be completely full it will any kind of rattle will pour the water will be you know um, used for nothing or be basically wasted so it's always good to look at a situation and see okay it's really bad for this but what is it really good for because they always come together the good and the bad so again same thing here with um a Jupiter being stationary, it's considered to be not really good, but it is actually good for things that you want to maintain or to keep going for a long time. And of course, a day after 29, 30, 30, I would say, July 30 will be a good time to push things forward. And Jupiter in Aries, anything that you've tried in the past to do, that's always the same. You know, when Jupiter is retrograde and Mercury is retrograde, don't start anything new. Yes, it's not good to start something completely new, but it's a great time to start something that you've already tried in the past and didn't work out or you need to revisit it. You know, like um, if you're doing a sequel or a prequel, perfect time for that. So uh, the Sabian symbol for the new moon in Leo will be an old fashioned woman and an up to date girl. It's kind of interesting. It's, um, a, you know, like the show uh, Nashville, I think it was a few years ago when there was a very powerful, very known star, a country star that kind of like uh, mentoring a young pop uh, star uh, and their relationship. So you have the traditional feminine energy raising up the girl who is kind of uh, upgraded and, and up to date and she's helping the older woman understand how to work with a new application and the older woman is helping her how to interact with people without any applications. So it's not definitely not bad and it's actually funny enough very feminine. Maybe it's related to that lioness energy. So again, a day after in Friday, even though the Jupiter is stationary, we have the moon touching Mercury. It's a lot of brilliant ideas, fire, everything is moving really fast. Really good energy overall to make things happen, to achieve things. Uh, the things that's happening also on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is a little bit intense. Mars on top of um, uh, Uranus and on top of the North Node. You can see that the cluster is happening over there in Taurus. First of all, it can flare up some kind of wars or issues again. Mars on top of Uranus is unpredictable. It's a mistake of where the missiles fall. It's sometimes rebellious for no reason. It's definitely a rebel without a cause. And because we are in Leo and Mercury is in Leo and the moon is in Leo, there's a lot of fire happening. So just be a little bit more cautious. We have a lot of fire and we have that Mars, the ruler of Aries, where Jupiter is, which Jupiter can create a lot of expansion. And it started to retrograde right when Mars on top of um, um, Uranus. And again, it's the continent rising up. That's where the conjunction is going to be. Who knows? Maybe it can be a little bit of um, an earthquake or a little bit something with natural disasters. Again, with fire, it's much more probable because of Mars on top of Uranus. I know that Yosemite, which I just visited um, a month ago, is burning, which is extremely dangerous for all of our, uh, all of us, all of us that love trees, because the oldest and the biggest trees on the planet are there. 
So we have to send a prayer for them. But anyway, this is something that's happening throughout this week and next week as, the, as Mars gets closer and closer to, it applies to Uranus. Again, unpredictable energy, energy, watch how you're driving. It could be unexpected mishaps, accidents, um, acting and then kind of regretting it. Be careful of sharp objects. Uh, be careful with, the, with finance, just to be a little bit more careful around that time. I'm trying to see when it, the actual conjunction is happening on um, Monday. And because the moon is in Virgo, what it's happening, it's actually very helpful. So Sunday, I'm a little bit more concerned because that's the actual, um, sorry, when is it actually happening? Wait, 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 go back. Um, yeah, the conjunction officially, it's the strongest in July 31st, July, um, August 1st. August 2nd, it's trying, it's starting to get away from it. It's going to get starting a little bit better. But again, processes that might have been planted in Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh, could still flare out. So just be a little bit careful. And like I said, uh, on uh, August 1st, we're getting some help. Even the conjunction is really tight because the moon uh, is cooling things out because she's in Virgo. She's very kind of um, uh, like a nun. She cleans up all the mess that Mars is doing. She's telling Mars, stop, wait. Wait a second, hold on, because moon in Virgo is much more a no than the moon in Leo. The moon in Leo is just go for it, and it's squaring Mars. So I could say that um, Saturday and Sunday, this weekend, sorry, it can be a little bit intense. But after that, in Monday, there is some kind of help. And in Tuesday, it's slowly um, getting a little bit easier because Mars, as you can see, is 19 degrees Taurus. It moves away from that conjunction. So it's just intense around the end of July, beginning of August. If we look at August, August begins with the moon in Libra. Moon in Libra is the moon of peace. It happens once a month. It's actually a pretty nice uh, moon overall. Um, it is it's opposite to Jupiter, so just be careful of not overdoing or trying too much. But there's a beautiful line that's going on in Monday and Tuesday between Venus and Neptune. A lot of artistic energy, a lot of spirituality, a lot of creative visualization, mysticism. All that energy is really opening up. If you can meditate more at that time, travel through your meditation instead of traveling with a car, it will be probably safer for everybody. Then what we have on, um, um, what is it, August 3rd, which is a Wednesday, uh, we have an opposition of Mercury and Saturn. Uh, again, the way you think, the way you communicate can be a little bit abrupt because Mercury is in Leo. He likes to be very dramatic about his communication. So be a little bit more humble if possible. And Mercury opposite to Saturn, you can get into trouble by what you say. Also, Pluto is opposite to uh, Venus. So there could be some challenges also in relationships. But at least the Black Moon, we passed it, at least for now. And we don't have so much issues with her. If we go forward, we have on um, August 4th, the moon is still in Virgo, in Libra, sorry, but something is happening. Mercury is moving into Virgo in uh, August 4. And that's good for everybody because Mercury loves to be in Virgo. It's the sign of his exaltation. Basically means that Mercury in Virgo knows what he needs to say. He's very well uh, edited. He's eloquent. He has a speechwriter that writes everything for him. So everything is clear. It's not like Mercury in Gemini that jumps from one thing to the other, like I sometimes do. It's Mercury in Virgo. It's very methodical. So the next three weeks or so, again, very good for writing, great for editing. 
maybe by then August 4 yeah I don't think I'm gonna find an editor by then but who knows maybe that's when I'm gonna land my editor but really it's a time that you can uh, communicate very well and especially communicate very well with your work uh, communicate also very well with your body Again, Venus is still in Cancer, which is the Venus of love, which is great for us. And she's coming closer and closer to that opposition. So more about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, August 5, 6, 7 could be a little bit more tough with communication in relationships or power struggles with its partners in life, partners in work. And you can see that there is this uh, arrow, like a pretty intense arrow. You see this arrow here. Again, it's still that conjunction of the North Node and uh, Uranus. It's, lo it's lasting a long time. Uh, of course, because Uranus is a slow planet and the South Node is going backward, it's already starting to split apart uh, in around the beginning of August, but still, it is very dominant. I don't think it's a bad thing. The North Node is a good aspect. It's a good thing. Sitting on top of Uranus, it reminds us of signs from the past, and maybe that's the whole Atlantis thing rising. Maybe we're going to have some glimpses of technology that we used to have in the past. Maybe there are going to be some discoveries in archaeology, so pay attention to the news end of July, beginning of August, because it's a really rare uh, aspect. And also for your own life, maybe it is some kind of archaeology uh, that you do, like unearthing uh, talents from the past, uh, lost cities that were inside of you from your imagination, maybe past lifetimes that uh, are kind of resurrecting in a sense, and even friendships that you might have had in past lifetimes that are going to be dominant, more dominant at least. Um, what we have also later on in August 5, the moon is moving to Scorpio. Always when the moon is Scorpio, the moon is fallen there. She's not super happy, but uh, she's stepping on top of the south node. The moon is now, uh, of course, the south node is in Scorpio until July of 2023. So every time the moon is going to be in Scorpio, it's going to be a little bit weird, not only because she's fallen, but she's also on top of the south node. The south node means you need to let her go. Now, the uh, the, you can see Mars is moving away from the conjunction. That's really good. But the conjunction is still there. And that means that moon, the moon around August 5 and 6 is kind of scratching that conjunction of Uranus opposite to um, uh, Uranus on top of uh, the North Node. And it's creating a little bit of agitation to the moon. So uh, again, with family, with women in general, mother figures, it could be a little bit more intense at that time. So uh, it's again... Not the best. It means basically letting go of some of your uh, family's epigenetics or genetics or getting beyond, in a sense, uh, what you were programmed with from your family. So when the south node is on top of the moon, you're trying to get rid of baggage, ancestral karma, things that hold you back. Again, whether it's from the genetics, the epigenetics, attitudes. So there could be some patterns coming up from your family that the moon being on top of the south node is going to help you to get rid of. On the other sense, the moon is instinctual. South node is knowledge that you have from past lifetimes. You might be in a situation, unpredictably, because the, uh, Uranus is going to be opposite to the moon, that will demand around August 5 some kind of uh, connecting to co uh, gifts and, 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 and uh, abilities from past lifetimes. So it doesn't always have to be, I told you, a bad thing, especially when you have Mercury exalted uh, moving forward. Then on uh, August 6, um, the moon is still in Scorpio, but it's done with that um, opposition to Uranus. So it's going to be a little bit easier. Uh, we have the sun in the middle of Leo. All is good. Venus is still having fun in Cancer. Any kind of activity for the next few days in water with your partner will be great. 
And also, Uranus, the North Node, as you can see, is regressing away or retrograding away from Uranus. It's going to start getting a little bit easier with some friends, with groups. So that's the end of that episode. And also, the Mars is gone far enough from Uranus from causing too much trouble. Uh, Venus is sending still beautiful energy to Neptune. Actually, it's enhancing. So August 7 and 8 is a great time for poetry, for dance, for movement, for your meditation, yoga. Anything that has to do with um, uh, the connection to mysticism and intuition is going to be heightened around that time. Beautiful trine. At the same day, the moon is sending beautiful energy to Jupiter. moon is in Sagittarius, which is great for learning, studying, truth, philosophy, publishing, and it, you have a beautiful trine and triangles. You can see the triangle very clearly on the chart between the sun, Jupiter and the moon, all of them in fire action. The key word is action, movement, uh, doing things, moving things around. Uh, it's a great time. You're protected. There is some kind of general protection over there. Really positive. The moon and Mercury are a little bit squaring. Emotions and thoughts are a little bit at war. And also... Um, you have, yeah, Uranus is a little bit um, squaring um, the sun and it's going to get a little bit tougher, but we'll talk about it in a second. But overall, right now, uh, right now, in August 7, things are flowing. Uh, then on uh, August 8, continues the same kind of vibe. And then we move the moon into Capricorn. When the moon is in Capricorn, she's in exile. She's not the happiest. And it's especially tough because the moon is opposite to the black moon. So there could be the good mother, the bad mother. It could also be karmic energy coming from family. Again, that idea of releasing uh, patterns from your own family is very, very strong around that time, especially the day after in Wednesday, because on Wednesday what we have is the moon touching Pluto, a lot of transformation around home and family. Um, again, <clears throat> there is a beautiful trine at that time, so we can't take it away from Mars. Mars and Uranus are sending beautiful energy to Moon and Pluto. There is action behind your feelings and feelings behind your action. It's not about, oh, I'm sad. It's more like, oh, I'm sad. What am I going to do about it? So a lot of movement in action and movement, but uh, the Sun, especially in the week after, around August 17, is going to be squaring Mar Mars so, and, and Uranus, you're going to have to be a little bit careful. Already in uh, Wednesday, we have the sun squaring Uranus. That could be, again, unpredictable, especially bosses or father figures or superiors can be a little bit more difficult or challenging or ex expecting things from you that don't make sense. And you can see on the chart a box is forming. A box means a cross. It feels like you're sometimes crucified between uh, the North Node, the South Node, Mars, uh, Uranus, the Moon and Pluto, the Sun. It's literally a box. And the box means basically that it's good to be a little bit more formatted this time. Uh, in the, and we're talking about August 10 or August 11, 12. Just to be a little bit more in a box, put things in definition. The Moon in Capricorn likes to have order, hierarchy, plan. So again, it's not the, the worst thing ever. The Moon in Aquarius released is the energy. And we're having in August 11 uh, what is called the um, uh, Biblical Holiday of Love. It's basically the Biblical Valentine's Day. So the full moon that is happening in August 11. Let me try to get it precise so we can actually see uh, the Sabian symbol. And again, it's a universal time. That's almost London time, but it's more Greenwich. Um, and if we, if we look to see precisely... When it's happening, it's probably 19 degrees. Um, yes, 19 degrees. Uh, the moon is going to be 19 degrees. Aquarius. So the moon is in Aquarius. It is a big white dove, a message bear. Oh, my God. I hope it means peace. You have a big white. I mean, think the imagery of this full moon in Leo. 
and Aquarius. You have Leo and Aquarius opposite to each other. The monarchy and the people, the people's will versus the um, will of one person or a few people. So it's basically talking about opening the heart to communities, people, groups. Leo is the sign of love. When it's a full moon, he's activated in a sense. And the Sabian symbol of the full moon is a big white dove, a message bearer. I really hope that certain wars that are taking place right now could get some kind of resolution uh, around that time. We're talking about more August 12. Um, so August 11, 12, depends where you are in the world. Uh, that's the time of the eclipse uh, sorry the full moon that's august 12 yeah august 12 will be a better day to call it so august 12 is the biblical full moon falling in love connection to love and on that same day it so happened to be that venus is moving into the sign of love and venus is gonna be, it's friday so it's kind of fun it's friday it's a full moon it's venus the goddess of friday moving into leo sign of love she's the goddess of love the sun is in leo which is love it's a full moon in leo completion of something it has to do with your love so it's great jupiter is sending beautiful energy uh, to venus especially uh, the day after in august 13 so it's kind of a nice weekend overall uh, saturn is on top of the moon again it could be a little bit more challenges with home and family but there's also a lot of resolution there because minerva is sending beautiful energy to the moon and saturn um, the only thing is that Saturn and Mars are getting a little bit... Um, that's actually not too bad because Mars is retrograde. Saturn is retrograde. But overall, it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting weekend with the full moon uh, blessing us at that day. And if we look further down, we have the moon shifting gears in August 13. It's moving into Pisces. Again, intuition, mysticism. Also, we have Vesta in Pisces. Vesta is going to be in Pisces for a while. Uh, Vesta in Pisces is actually a very good time to connect to tradition that has to do with mysticism. So if it's Kabbalah or Sufism or runes or uh, yoga or anything that has to do with keeping the line, you know, keeping that mystical energy going and also your own mystical tradition. So whatever it is, Vesta is the keeper of the flame, even though it's in Pisces, which is a water sign. Uh, we talk about keeping the more faith or religion or a mystical um, flame. Venus is getting closer and closer um, in, inside of Leo, which is always great. I mean, she's going to be there for a few weeks. And Mercury is in Virgo, sending beautiful energy to Uranus and Mars. So the next few days for Mercury is really important. August 14, 15, 16, 17, especially for getting things done. I told you before, we're going to get the retrograde. So use Mercury as much as you can. And especially, like I said, from the 13 to 17, Mercury is sending a beautiful line to Uranus, technology, innovation, to Mars, action, to the North Node getting information from past lives. So that's definitely very auspicious. And especially in August 14, we have the moon literally on top of Neptune, which is, again, instincts about your intuition. So if you're looking for a very intuitive day, that's a very powerful day. August 15th, the moon is on top of Jupiter. Great for real estate, great for buying properties, renovation of homes. It's a great blessed day because you have moon in Aries, Jupiter in Aries, and it's sending a beautiful energy to Venus. Again, very, very positive. Uh, so again definitely use it even the sun is moving away from its uh, square to uh, uranus and even that block that we talked about that's happening before is released the moon is moving on top of chiron but jupiter is there so there could be old insecurities that come out but also the ability to um, heal them so in that sense it's really positive 
And Jupiter and Venus are getting closer and closer to a perfect trine. Again, love is in the air for everybody. But it's really, really strong for the fire signs and the air signs. August 17, the moon is moving into the moon of success, the moon of Taurus. It's uh, exaltation. So we have the moon exalted, sending beautiful energy to Mercury that exalted. We have the sun, which is in Leo, which he loves to be. We have Neptune in his own sign, Jupiter, uh, Pisces. We have Saturn in his own sign. Aquarius. So a lot of the planets actually work pretty well. Mars is spoiling the party, but overall, it's um, it's good. We have again help coming to make things happen for us and help us, um, which is really good. And again, the next few days, when the moon, we have the moon, the North Node, Uranus, Mars, all of them in Taurus. It's really a call for Mother Nature, a call to the forest, and uh, especially the day after in August, in August 18 and 19. Really good energy around everything that has to do with um, uh, nature, uh, businesses, communication. But that trine that you see there forming between Mercury, Mars and Pluto is getting even stronger when the moon joined that gang. And you have on uh, August 18 and 19, very, very powerful, positive times for making things happen. It's just that there is a little bit of tension uh, on uh, August 19 between mother and father. Um, action and reception so just learn how to balance it but again mercury is sending still a beautiful trine that's closing even more towards pluto which is great for business writing communication networking that continues in august 11 especially because the moon is going to move into gemini moving on top of uh, minerva the goddess of wisdom then we have uh, the last few days of leo we have it on August 21 and 22, and into August 23, uh, the sun moves into Virgo for 30 days, which means more about editing. So now we have for the next 28 days, Leo creating, creating, creating. Then we're going to move uh, on um, August 23rd into Virgo for 30 days, which will also include the Mercury retrograde, which is editing, editing, editing. Mars is also moving into Gemini, which is going to stay for a long time. So August 21, Mars is going to move into Gemini until March of next year. A long time. So all you Geminis are going to get a lot of uh, injection of steroids. But it's the reason why he's going to be so long. Instead of a few weeks, he's going to be months because he's going to be retrograde in Gemini. So um, especially from October 31 to middle of January, to be a little bit careful. It's not the best time for surgeries, if possible, to avoid. Not a good time to start campaigns or buy big machinery. If you want to buy a, a car, do it before. Or appliances or big uh, equipment. But Mars moving into Gemini... Right when we have the moon in Gemini and Minerva in Gemini, it just means a lot of head uh, work. So again, watch your immune system, sorry, your nervous system. Try to connect much more to breathing. Mars in Gemini for the next nine months is really good for cardio, for breathing. But we have to be careful because Mars in Gemini a lot of time talks about civil war or conflict with people who are close to us or relatives or roommates or neighbors. So just to be a little bit more careful with that. Uh, the moon is moving again into Cancer, completing a cycle in August 22nd on the moon day. And like I said, right on August 23rd begins this whole month of editing and working with uh, edits. But again, the black moon in August 22nd, 23rd is on top of the moon. Could be a little bit more strife or difficulty with uh, families or um, mother figures. And we have Mercury now in, German, in uh, Virgo and the sun in Virgo. Again, a lot of focus on editing. The moon is moving into Cancer Leo around uh, August 24. Um, 
that's talking about more connection to home, but it's a really good day, August 24, again, for mystical tradition, for mystic mysticism, imagination, dream work. If you need answers from your dreams, it's coming up. And Uranus is going into stationary. So again, watch your digital friends. They're going to be a little bit upset um, around August 24 and August 25. You see the S there forming on Uranus. And he's going to start retrograding backward. Um Let's see if he catches on the North Node again. I don't think so. But August 26, the moon is moving into Leo, but we're having uh, the new moon happening in August 26. Let's see what time it actually is happening. Um, August 26, maybe it's going to be actually in August 27. Yeah, it's going to be in August 27 that we have the new moon in uh, Virgo. It's a great new moon for, again, new beginnings we still have no mercury retrograde so it's the last new moon that you can actually start something new without worrying uh, that's happening officially on come on yes it's where is it yeah it's happening august 27 august 27 the new moon is going to be in four degrees virgo which is a man dreaming of fairies well i don't know what kind of fairies the man is dreaming about but it's good that he's dreaming and fairies are always nice. I mean, not always, but depends on the fairies. But anyway, so I think that's something about dreams probably, but because it's Virgo, it's very pragmatic and practical. So overall, uh, it's an interesting new moon for you uh, to start new things, like I said, especially if you can connect to editing. Uh, that will be very, very important. Anything to do with editing, with work, it's a great time, maybe the best one in um, uh, the year to start a new diet, especially because... Um, uh, we have a lot of planets that with Mercury uh, moving into Libra. When when did he move to Libra? Sorry, let me see, because that's kind of important, because he's going to be retrograding there. So he moves into Libra in August 26. He's going to be there for a while because he's going to retrograde in Libra and Virgo. So he's going to go back and forth between those two signs, obviously affecting more these two signs. But if we go back to the new moon on August 27. Something new is starting. The best is to start, obviously, in August 28, the day after. Uh, Venus in Taurus, sorry, Venus in Leo is precisely opposite to Saturn. There could be some uh, back and forth with um, relationship that could be a little bit more intense. So just watch your relationship. Be more kind. Be more nice. Uh, there's a lot of traditional energy that could be confronting your art or your design or your money. Uh, just because Vesta and uh, Saturn come together and they're not always, I mean, both of them very traditional. But there's some kind of peace coming towards the end of August, August 29, 30. We have the moon on top of Mercury, uh, which is great, especially for everything that has to do with um, design, colors, art, communication, uh, especially communication that has to do with partners and relationship. So that leads us to the end of August. So um, again, I think um, I'll put it again, the dates of the workshops I have around the world. And um, are there any questions before we bid farewell? And maybe I'll manage to get some, um, some dinner uh, before everything closes here. Here it's quarter to nine. Um, again, I hope to see you in person. We, I, I'm going to give you all the dates that are important uh, for... August. I'm going to send it right away when the recording is uh, finalized and you're going to have the podcast version and the Zoom version so you can see the chart moving around. 
That was a marathon. Yes, it was only a month. I hope that people that run marathon make it faster than a month. And it is uh, a month that I told you a lot of things are happening. So that's really good. And um, I'm going to be with you in spirit and hopefully send you good vibes and some suggestions. I know that some people report that I come in dreams. I hope I behave the, you know better than I behave in, in uh, waking hours. But if I do something, please forgive me. I hope I'm not going to be judged. I wonder if you can be judged, if somebody can prosecute you for something you've done in dreams. Dreamwalkers sometimes uh, uh, could do things during dreams. But I swear to God, I don't do anything on purpose. If, if somebody, if I come up somehow, I'm sorry, it might be my Pisces rising, wandering around. But anyway, have an amazing August. Uh, use the sun to connect to happiness, to connect to love, to connect to spirituality. Be nice to each other and to yourself because if you're nice to yourself, you tend to be nicer to other people. People who are only nice to other people and not themselves usually are not as authentic sorry um so we all have to work on it thanks a lot for joining us in the first season and i'll see you in the next season and until then i hope i see you either in zurich or tel aviv or london or pisa if you happen to be there uh, what other place and then of course in omega and by the way yes join me to omega I mean, we're gonna have a really good weekend there in the best time to be in omega we're gonna study about how to make your own charts oop you see, I'm censored by the light. So it's time to go. Even my lights are starting to say, get off, get off. Thanks a lot. And again, goodbye.